Know what to eat, but find yourself not eating it. Perhaps you've been on diets and off again, and just wonder why you can't stick to them. The Eating For You podcast, hosted by me, Sally Ann Pisk, will show you what's been missing so you can enjoy a healthier way of eating that lasts. Hi, Sally Ann here, and today I'm both excited and grateful to have Judy join us in this episode. Welcome, Judy. Thanks, Sally Ann. It's lovely to be here. Let me introduce Judy before we get underway. Judy is a very busy and active retiree. Prior to retirement, Judy worked as a legal secretary, a secretary to the manager of a local newspaper, and she finished off her working life doing church pastoral work. She has been married to Ken for 45 years, and they enjoy spending time with their two married adult children and four granddaughters. Judy and Ken love to travel in Australia in their fitted out Ford Transit van, which I believe was the handiwork of Ken. They love the ocean and beach and spend time exploring both. They also enjoy swimming and kayaking regularly. Judy says that her struggles with weight and overeating started at a very young age. And now as she approaches 70, she feels very fortunate to have good health. She's had two knee replacements, but nothing major beyond that. Her big health goal now is to be fit enough to keep up with her four little granddaughters, aged from seven down to 18 months. I'm so grateful that Judy has agreed to share her journey with food from dieting to mindful eating. Judy, could we start just understanding a little bit about your journey with eating, you know, what it felt like and what it looked like for you? Sure, Sally-Ann. Well, even in photos of me as a little child, I was always a plump kid. And by the time I was 16, I was bigger than all the kids in my class. I think even back then I had an emotional eating problem. So as soon as something went wrong, you know, like I, I hit the sweet stuff. We used to have compulsory sport at lunchtime in those days. You had to play sport at lunchtime. And I remember like we'd all line up and the captains of the teams would pick for a netball team. I was always the last kid to be picked. Now, it's probably the kid that needed it the most. But, you know, I always felt like nobody wanted me and I was no good at it. And, you know, I remember that I would hide down the backyard of the schoolyard rather than front up for compulsory sport. You know, it was such an alone feeling. Um, so, you know, right back then, I had a problem when I was 16. Yeah, and while you share, I've come to realise too, you know, having spoken to so many ladies about this, I was fortunate. I loved sport and I was into sport, you know, as as a kid. And I do remember those kids that were never picked, you know, for sport. And you just don't know at that age, obviously, what the impact of that is. But also I'm kind of hopeful that teaching has evolved, that they don't allow... (laughs) that sort of situation to occur anymore you know that they kind of just divide people up so you know teachers would know which kids are into sport and which ones aren't and just balance them out a bit you know yeah look I remember playing softball one day and actually taking a catch and I remember that um, she was one of my peers but she was very good at at softball and she was the captain of the team and I remember her saying no I want Judy there because she's a good catch and it made me feel so good you know because this kid who was not much good at anything in terms of sport I mean a lot of it's about confidence isn't it you know anyway yeah so so back then with that situation with the sport 
and not getting picked so many times. Did you think it was because of your weight or did you have oh, any yes. that, yeah, yeah. you thought it was? I think, yeah, yeah. I just felt like I was big and, you know, I just didn't quite know what to do about it, really. And it was later on, got a job in Melbourne. I was working in Melbourne. I was in my early 20s and I went, to, I booked into Weight Watchers. I went to Weight Watchers and um, I was very strict. It was, people will probably remember those days, you know, it was five fish meals a, a week and one meal of liver. <laughs> it was very, it was very prescriptive. And I followed all those rules and I actually got down to my goal weight. And that was terrific, except that when I stopped being at Weight Watchers or when I, you know, went on to, um, like a recovery mode, you know, sort of the way it all came back on, you yeah. know, it just, it just didn't work. And then after that, numerous times I went to Weight Watchers, I tried Jenny Craig, I tried community diet groups, but every time I didn't follow the rules because I was very rule-minded, um, oh, well, today's ruined, I might as well eat what I like and then get back on the diet tomorrow, you know, sort of, um, and it just, just never worked. About 12 years ago, I was very incentivized because my son was getting married and I wanted to, didn't want to be the, the big mother of the groom. And um, I went back to Weight Watchers. Once again, I got to a goal, but I couldn't maintain that low weight. I just, I don't think my body was meant to. And so then I I eventually put it on, back on bit by bit. So that's the, sort of the way it, it went. Yeah. And and I think that's why it's so important. I know it can be challenging to hear when you've come from that, let's set a goal rate, let's restrict our food so we can reach that goal weight. Whereas it's only recently I've really understood that the eating for you approach has actually flipped this. You know, looking back when I was in my late 20s, early 30s, you know, struggling with my own weight and had all the knowledge, had experience working in nutrition, that it is a different experience to say, well, I'm actually going to allow my body to find its health, healthy, natural weight. And I've realized we've been doing it reverse all this time. It's been like, we've been saying, what do I have to eat to reach that weight? Whereas we should have been saying, what do I need to eat to nourish me in a healthy and maintainable way? And the weight just finds itself. You know, it, it's, it really is quite a reverse situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's very much my experience um, through, you know, the eating for you mindfulness approach. It's just changed everything. But I remember back then, mm. you know, I just felt so disappointed in myself and such a failure. Yeah. You know? And it, it was part of my everyday life that I just couldn't get to my goal weight or, or maintain a reasonable weight. It, it's yeah. a terrible feeling. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is what, you know, we're, we're promoting more and more in the Eating For You community. And, and you're aware of some of the webinars, you know, the free webinars we run. And it is, it's all those hidden costs of dieting. It's too easy just to fixate on this number, whether it's the right number for us or not. We think that's a good goal weight. But there's all these hidden costs. And, and the biggest one, you know, we were exploring you know recently on a webinar is that we do feel like a failure we diet oh, but it's actually diets that let us down and if we feel like a failure and that's our mindset that we're going to fail we can't succeed because mm. we expect to fail so it is it's really a horrible place to be mm. and that like constant weighing of yourself you know even like it would dictate every morning i'd get on the scales and if i was 0.3 up it was a great day. And if I was 0.3 down, it was the end of the world. And, you know, it set me up for good and bad days all the time. Uh, and it's 
that's just so silly, isn't it? Because your weight fluctuates all the time anyway, I've found. <laughs> I, I say to ladies, and especially when we're younger, you know, and we, we have still have our menstrual cycle, you know, our fluid balance can vary quite a lot depending on where we are in our cycle. And, you know, half a kilo to a kilo fluctuation is just, can be just fluid. It can be waste. It can be those hormonal changes due to our cycle. Um, but you're quite right. You know, when our weight goes up on a diet, we feel like crap. And when it goes down, we we celebrate you know and and for some ladies that doesn't help because if they put weight up they generally commiserate with food and then <laughs> if they right. lose weight they celebrate with celebrate food with <laughs> very true yeah but yeah exactly that's like that's really my story to like yeah you you mentioned just before we started recording that you had started changing some of your views about those forbidden foods, especially the, the nutritious forbidden foods. Tell us a little bit about the Mediterranean style of eating that you had started looking at. Yes, well, I, I sort of, I, I mean, I, I was looking for something to change and um, I became aware of the Mediterranean way of eating and we were already doing some of that sort of um, food anyway. But I, I, you know, I became aware of things like nuts and healthy oils and things like that, which on the diets that I'd been on previously were either too high in points or calories. Uh, you know, so there were things that I really didn't have because I probably hadn't thought about food in terms of good health. More I was thinking about food in terms of what would help me lose the weight. So I we started to do that. And my husband doesn't eat meat. So the Mediterranean diet is not very heavy in meat so that sort of suited suited us a lot um he does eat fish and that is part of you know that way of eating but um, but also it's not a prescriptive diet it's not like you must have this or you must have that but it's a it's a general it's a great basis for good food and so that probably started the turnaround of my mindset to some degree because I started to um uh, to sort of follow that a lot more you, you know i I got hold of a couple of recipes online and, um, yeah, just, just started to be more aware of, you know, nuts and um, our healthy fats. And, we you know, as I say, we do eat a bit of fish, but just all those good, lots of vegetables. Um, so we were already into things like oh, butter beans and lentils and all of those sorts of things. So that was a help. And then I became aware of Sally Ann, you know, of yourself online. <laughs> and I followed you online for quite a while. And then I think I joined in a webinar. And um, But then I still didn't make the call for quite a few months, you know, like I just kept watching the Facebook page a bit. And, and then eventually I rang you about 45-minute free consultation. But, you know, it took a long while for me to to get around doing that. When I rang, I think I was going through a really bad patch with emotional eating, you know, and emotional eating for me always involved chocolate cake and ice cream. You know, I was very much the sweet tooth person. And I just felt like I have been worrying about my weight since I was probably 15 or 16. And at the time I was 68. And I thought, this is crazy. This is just, I have to do something about this because, you know, eventually it's going to catch up with my health. I mean, I was very lucky to have got through with just two knee replacements, really. But, you know, I just thought eventually this is going to catch up with me and I just cannot keep doing this. But the trouble is when you're in the moment, you feel like you've got no control over anything. It's just compulsive behaviour and it's a habit and 
you know, you've taught yourself that having that thing to eat will make you feel better in the moment and it might for about five minutes until you hate yourself for having done it. So I was really at a desperate stage by the time I got to you, I think. <laughs> but it's really made a huge difference to my life. Yeah, no, Judy, I'm so pleased that we had that call as well and that I know for you, you know, I can still remember, you know, on the coaching call, the, the group coaching call where you actually said, I've just decided there's not any good foods or bad foods anymore. And by doing that, there's no guilt. There's no feeling of deprivation. It's just all quite neutral. I can eat what I like. Exactly. Exactly. Tell us and a little bit more about that, what that moment was like for you when you sort of yeah, came to It was huge. Day. I remember, I don't know what I'd had, but a piece of something. And then I thought, well, that's okay. I'm not on a diet. That's fine. People eat this all the time and it, you know, probably should be an occasional food, but nevertheless, you enjoyed it, you had it, that's good. And I didn't feel any compulsion to go out and eat a whole lot of other food because I'd eaten that bit of food. That was just huge for me. And even now, you know, the other day I was feeling really miserable. And so I went and bought a little bottle of box of chocolate and just enjoyed a piece, you know, like, and I can do that now, you know, without feeling like I've got to eat the whole block or, you know, that, that I can have a little bit of ice cream without eating the whole container. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's made a huge difference for me. That whole um, approach of eating, concentrating on what you're eating, being mindful about what you're eating and acknowledging, well, maybe I'm not actually over hungry at the moment. Maybe what I'm feeding is this emotional feeling. And that's okay occasionally, so long as you don't like eat the whole bucket of ice cream or whatever and that's that's so free it's just quite amazing that you know it is but the other thing that's happened for me now is I thought I had lost forever that ability to tell when I was full because I could keep eating and I've found that it's come back you know so now if I'm not I mean, I try and be prepared. I try to have good food around. But if I'm not hungry, I don't think about food at all, which is wonderful. Uh, it's, it's the most freeing experience. I remember recently we were in Queensland and we went for coffee and there were all these yummy, yummy looking cakes in the bakery where we went. And I said to Kim, it's such a shame, but I'm just not hungry. So I don't want any of those. <laughs> but it was just the best experience because it was something that I hadn't had before. It's just, it really has changed my life in terms of, you know, when you're on a dieting program, you're always thinking about what you can eat, what you can get away with eating without, because the whole object is about losing weight. Now, I have lost weight. I've probably lost about eight kilos, but I don't weigh myself all the time. But I know that my weight's gone down. But it's not because I was trying to lose weight. It was because I've been trying to really focus on eating mindfully, um, living in the moment, and eating well, um, like healthily. Um, and but it's been about being healthy and um, doing what's good for my body, and it hasn't been about focusing on losing the weight. But I've lost some weight nonetheless, which is fine. <laughs> yes, yeah, and and I think also too, Judy, which we've talked about, and you know we've talked about with other ladies on coaching calls, is that when we've come from that dieting mindset where you know it's all about setting a goal weight, you know your whole achievement is about losing weight we don't really know what our ideal weight is and so many ladies have said to me Sally Ann I was never meant to be in that healthy weight chart range or you know a body mass index of 25 you know I was never meant to be in there and of course I've actually 
dieted and gained weight because I'm trying to achieve a weight that's not right for me. And we understand that a lot more now, but I was horrified recently. I was just reviewing um, some information on different health insurance websites and there's a health insurer and there's, there could be others, but there is one out there that's rewarding people for every five kilos that they lose. <laughs> And I'm thinking, that's okay. And then there's another financial incentive if you maintain that weight loss for 12 months. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this, you know. Oh. Um, you know, it's, it's still very much that weight focused. And what are they basing, you know, five kilos on? You know, for some people, if they could lose three kilos or for others, they could lose more. You know, like I, yeah, I just found it a little bit, Mm, yeah, like I said, I don't know what I feel about that. You know, there's still yeah, yeah. too much focus on weight. Yeah, well, I, I know that I can't maintain that low goal weight that I had previously. Um, I mean, I've proven that a couple of times. But now the weight, as I said, look, over 12 months, I've probably gone down about seven or eight kilos, but it hasn't come off all at once. It's just very slow and as I said I don't weigh myself all the time but when I do get on I find oh yeah it's down it's you know in the beginning I weighed myself a bit more than I was meant to because I was frightened I'd put on weight but I've I now know I'm now very confident that what I'm doing is right for my body and that um the weight will take care of itself so I'm feeling really you know quite healthy in, in myself um and it's more about eating well and nourishing my body and you know, if that includes the occasional social treat or whatever, then that's okay. You know, that that's fine. I'm, I, we recently had this holiday in Queensland. We did a lot of socialising because we were there to catch up with family. We ate out a lot more than we would normally ever eat out. And, you know, I wasn't phased about it at all. I just, um, I didn't feel like I overate. I probably ate things that in the past would have horrified my Weight Watcher brain, but um, but it was fine, you know, like it was part of what we were doing at the time, and um, you know, it it I, I'm just not obsessed with um with food and with diet like I was, and it's just freed me up and freed my mind up to such a huge degree, um, that I can just concentrate on um enjoying life and enjoying my grandchildren, and um, and I've also found that like. The mindfulness about food translates into mindfulness about life. So I'm living a lot more, I'm not perfect, but <laughs> I'm living a lot more in the moment than I was previously. You know, so, you know, I'm much more inclined to think, well, here I am and this is a lovely time and this is what I'm thinking about. You know, not not about what I'm going to do tomorrow or what yeah. might happen down the track. But I, I'm glad you brought up that word perfect because that is kind of the mindset that that whole dieting approach is about. You're either on it or off it. Exactly. And it's either you're doing it or you're not doing it. Whereas mindfulness is more a process of becoming more aware and feeling confident to test different things. You know, often ladies, you know, will ask me on coaching calls, well, what do you think I should do? And I'll say, I think you should try it out and see what happens. And, and then itself just takes away the pressure or is it going to work or is it not going to work? Uh, because we're all different. And what I'm really aiming to do with the eating for you approach is find 
the approach that works for each individual. Yes. Sure. There's guidelines around what mindfulness is and what mindfulness isn't. Um, we've you know sort of touched on that um, power of the dieting mindset, and that can take a while to get rid of. Um, but the fact that you know, like you did quite early on, which was great, to just drop that whole good food, bad food. The sooner we do that, the sooner we make progress, and we we get on this new journey of eating. Oh, look for me. Well, as I say, I mean, I've been on this bandwagon from six from ages of 16 and you know I'll be 70 this year um you know and I just thought I was never going to be offered but now I just it's just changed my life it really has um it's just um quite different but and it is different for everybody but there's a lot of similarities too in um in the problems that we've all faced and uh yeah but this this as you say, I mean, it allows you to adapt at your, at your own pace. I mean, I I was really busy when I started the program, because but then I realised, well, my life's really busy. So, you know, that's the way it'll probably be for some time. So, you know, I had to sort of fit the program into, I mean, I did take time for myself to, to you know, initially get absorbed in the program. But in some ways, a lot of it's been through just osmosis and what I've had time to absorb. But it's worked still for me. Yes. Yeah. And the whole approach is about giving you those foundations in the eight-week program. And again, you know, we're still talking about this before the recording that that because there are videos, because there are audios, because there are things to read and there's also some reflective journaling and things to do, it kind of seeps in, like you said, because you're learning in different ways. And also, as much as possible, I get you all just to focus on one thing at a time. And that yes. allows it to happen in a busy lifestyle, because you're quite right. As a retiree, you can be as busy or if not busier, because especially if you're traveling as well, um, than what you are when you're working and and, and sometimes people say to me you know because i had structure when i worked um it kind of contained it but now that i'm retired my life is just continuous you know there's no natural so structure true. to it you know? <laughs> very true yeah um, yeah so it is really important because this is what other ladies tell me about dieting as well you know they're sick of preparing different food for themselves to the rest of the family they're sick of having to buy special ingredients special foods supplements in some cases so it does simplify all of that it looks like you know it helps you eat with the family uh in a way that works for you yes yeah that's very true and because you sort of um you do become nutritionally a bit more aware as well it helps you prepare good food for your family as well if you're in that preparing role um you know i find i'm often you know slipping extra veggies into things that i make for the take down to the grandchildren <laughs> you know well disguised yeah, <laughs> <But> then... <laughs> yeah and, and we often forget and, and and sometimes people don't realize whilst the mindfulness approach is very supportive um, around changing our thoughts and beliefs about ourselves and food, which is essential to, to be successful, but also our eating habits. It is about practical stuff in terms of having convenient, nourishing foods available. You know, if yes. it's not there, we can't eat it. Um, 
and obviously no household can have every food available in the pantry, fridge or freezer. But yes, you do have to be prepared. And, and that is part of, you know, it is one of the nine uh, eating for you drivers for eating, that convenience eating, which is different for everyone. Some people like to put more time into food preparation, but if you're like me, the quicker the better. So it allows for that difference as well in terms of yes. what to do with food preparation. So Judy's, what are the positives that you see for yourself looking into the future? Well, I think, first of all, I no longer am, my moods are no longer guided by the scales, which is just great. Um, so I'm feeling so much healthier. Um, I'm not worried about my weight all the time. So I'm not thinking about, um, and I'm not thinking about food all the time. I do do the preparation. I make lots of soups and things. So we have, you know, I, I prepare good food, but I don't think about food unless I'm hungry, really. You know, you know I mean, I'm like all of us, I, I have in mind what we're going to have for dinner or whatever. But, but the rest of the time, I'm not thinking about that. You know, if I go up the street, I'm not thinking about the cup of coffee and the chocolate donut that I'm going to have. You, you know, I'm, I'm busy doing my shopping and then I'm going home because I'm not, I'm not that food focused anymore, which is just amazing. And I'm feeling quite fit, you know, like we're, we, we swim and we kayak and we do a few of those things as well. I, I mean, we're very fortunate that we're able to do those things together. But um, so, you know, my big focus now is to be able to keep up with those grandchildren. But I, I feel like I've got a lot more chance now, you know, and maybe somewhere along the line I can um, transmit some of this stuff to them, you know, not like not that not that they're at that stage now, but, you know, just by living it, the example can be there. You yeah. know, that, that somehow they don't end up with the same problems that I've had to battle all my life, yes. um, which which would be a wonderful gift to pass on to them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because I don't know what that generation's going to be, but certainly those who have grown up with social media at their fingertips, it has had a, added a whole new dimension onto misinformation out there, uh, body image issues in some regards as well. So we do, we do need to fortify our young people uh, to be themselves yeah. and to enjoy being themselves, to look after their bodies rather than try and turn them into something that they're not meant to be. Yeah, so that's a lovely, lovely goal, Judy. Yeah, so really good. So, Judy, what would you say to other ladies who wonder if it's possible for them to have a lifelong solution to their eating? Well, I would say that given that I had such a long history of not being able to find a solution and now have, coming up to nearly 70, um, that it is possible. It's absolutely worth exploring. It's a different approach from what I've ever had before. And it's worked for me. And I know that like just from being part of the program, that it's worked for a lot of other ladies too. So I guess my message would be that Sally Ann's mindful eating approach is well worth trying. And as Sally Ann always says, you know, be curious, find out um, because you know, if nothing else has worked, this has worked for me and I just can't speak highly enough of it. So that'd be my message is give it a go. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Judy. And ladies, if you have been listening and you have been inspired by Judy graciously sharing, you know, part of her story and the battles with food, then you can join me in a free call. 
even if it's a free 15 minute call, which I'll leave the link for with this episode's notes. And that way we can talk about what's been happening for you. And I'll be able to tell you whether I can help you or not. And if I can, I'll be starting you off with a personalized tip to try out the mindful eating approach. And if I'm not the right person to help you, I'll do my best to refer you on to someone who can. And this is what I'm wanting is for all of you to find a way of eating that's comfortable for you. And like Judy, I think the big theme today, Judy, has been very much about getting that freedom around food uh, for you. And many other ladies tell me as well that from the moment they wake up in the morning to the moment they go to bed, all they're thinking about is what can I eat? What can't I eat? And it just is quite overwhelming at times. Yes, very much so. And uh, I'm thrilled to have lost all that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. I, I can hear that. It's it's just wonderful. So, Judy, thanks so much um, for sharing with us today. Is there anything else you'd like to mention before we finish up? I think it is a complete transformation of my life. And for that, I am just so grateful because after, you know, 60 odd years of worrying about what I'm eating, thinking about it and worrying about the weight, just to have lost all that, all that worry is amazing. Yeah. Thanks again, Judy, for sharing your story. And thank you everyone for listening. And I look forward to sharing with you again next week. You have been listening to the Eating For You podcast with Sally Ann Pisk. If your current way of eating is not working for you, then join me in a free 15-minute mindful eating discovery call. If I can help you, I will provide you with a personalised tip to get you started with a way of eating that will bring lasting results for your weight and your health. And if I'm not the best person to help you, I will do my best to refer you on. The booking link is included with this episode's notes.